Well, how is everybody? Glad to see you today. Today is uh, Wednesday, and welcome to Wednesday Night Oasis. It's March 10th. March 10th. We're almost halfway through March. I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like we just celebrated Christmas, and it's already March. Well, I hope I find everyone doing well, and and uh, uh, we're starting the. I say a brand new series, but it's one that we've done before. It's part of an overall series. For the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about what we call the um, 101 class. Now, some of you have taken part of this already, and here's what I want you to know. If you've been uh, at church and have taken the 101 class, it's still something that you want to go through again because it's one of those uh, things that it's a good refresher course. It's a good time to, to uh, just remember what has been said and what we believe. Uh, in this series, we're going to be talking over the next few weeks about who we are and what do we believe as a church. It's important to know that. Not many people can say that when they go to church, that they understand the mission and the vision of the church. Uh, we're going to talk about salvation. And we're going to, well, what does it mean to be a Christian or a Christ follower? And uh, how do I become a Christ follower? It's, it's going to go from the, the basic things about Christianity, about at what we believe as a church, what we teach, and it's important for you to understand that. Um, and then we're going to be talking about our statement of faith, what our mission and why we exist, and our core values and practices. And then we're going to move from there onto our structure. How's the church structured? What does it mean to be a, a member of the church, be a part of the church? As you know, as, as all of you know, we don't do exactly as some other churches do and make you signing a, uh, a commitment card uh, because some churches will do that, make you sign some kind of commitment card. And uh, we're, so we're going to talk about that. Why don't we do that? Um, and then we're going to talk about uh, something that I'm calling a, a, a membership covenant. It's a PVBC membership covenant. It's this thing that just says, what, what can you expect from the church? The church as a organization um, and what the organization expects from all of us. That's what we're going to talk about, right? And then um, we'll, we'll end this 101 class talking about what can I expect from the church. Now this is going to take um, probably three or four um, Wednesday nights. And then from the 101, we'll move to the 201 class. Now that class, we're going to talk about how are we shaped. See, we're going to go down a road and we're going to talk about the 101 class. We're going to do the 201 something that we call a 301 class and then a 401 class. So uh, for the next probably, I would say, 12 weeks, we're going to be 
really getting into God's word. We're going to be talking about um, things that are meaningful to us as Christ followers and as people who are part of this church home, uh, church family uh, called Prescott Valley Bible Church. So I'm glad you're with us today uh, to see the start of this. So um, before we jump in any further, let's pray. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this night, and we just pray, Father, that you would uh, speak through me and speak to our hearts. Uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, uh, through this, uh, it will be a refresher course for some, but for some maybe hearing it for the first time, uh, it would just bring clarity to what it means to be a part of this place and what my role is and and how can I be used in this kingdom? And so, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you help us to not only hear the word today, but to ask ourselves, what does that mean to me? And what do you want me to do or respond to this? So in all this, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this message, for this series. And we pray, Lord, that you guide us through this in Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is a little bit uh, difficult because sometimes what happens is through a class like this or through lessons like this, uh, you have opportunities to ask questions and do that. And so here's what I want to uh, invite you to do. As we're studying through this, uh, I might answer some of those questions somewhere else down the line here. But... I want you to track uh, questions you might have and then um, let me know what they are. And you know how you can do that. I mean, you can talk to me on Sunday about it. You can email me or you can write me or, or any call me or uh, I'm available, I guess I would say, to everyone. And you know that. So you just, uh, you just make a list of some of those things and then let me know what they are, okay? Hopefully it will be self-explanatory and you're good with this. Well, the Class 101, as we begin, provides a basic instruction or an introduction to God's family and church family. Uh, since we have uh, members from church uh, backgrounds that are widely spread. The Class 101 is designed to get information concerning what the Bible says about salvation and being part of the church family. So that's the basis for this class. Uh, here's what it says in Ephesians 2.19. You are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. There are three key truths to the church family. First is this, the church is a family. Uh, it, it's, it, we, we don't take that lightly. And when you're a part of something, you have to know it's a different type of family. It's not something that's weird like a, 
you know, um, we call ourselves brothers and sisters because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. But we're part of this community called Prescott Valley Bible Church, this family called Prescott Valley Bible Church. Here's the second key truth. God expects you to be a member of a church family. Now, there are some who go through life saying, well, I'm a Christ follower. I just don't like church very much. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, they say they don't want to be part of a church family. They don't want to do that. They just, they, they usually say something like this. Um, I have a relationship with God. It's between me and him or him and I, depending on if you're a good speaker or not. Uh, um, and it doesn't involve anyone else. Well, we're going to talk about that today. And then the third key truth is that uh, uh, a Christian without a church is a contradiction. And so you can see the path that we're on today. So the goal of this class is to to, to give information concerning PVBC so that you can make an informed decision about um, relating to Christ and his church. What does it mean to me? How do I truly relate to Christ? Because for some, believe it or not, when you talk about having a personal relationship with God, they kind of look at you like you have three eyes because they don't know exactly what that means. Some have been Christians for a long time or uh, and they've never opened their Bible. They've only listened to someone who stands up in front and speaks for um, some places 20 minutes and they think that's it. And that's not it, that's not it at all. So who are we and what do we believe? Um, I encourage you to take notes about this. Here's number one point. PVBC's basic beliefs. Here's what we believe. At Prescott Valley Bible Church, we're a non-denominational community of believers. We're an independent Christian church. Each Christian church is self-governed, and it determines its own affairs. It's, it's not part of a, a, a larger organization that has uh, uh, someone at the top, like um, some uh, people may be uh, Catholic, and they have a pope, and then they have cardinals, and and priests, and the whole hierarchy there. Uh, Prescott Valley Bible Church is an independent, non-denominational Christian church where we answer to God uh, and not someone who's in the main office, if you will. Um, because of that, uh, being a non-denominational church, we choose our own staff, uh, you know all of our staff. Uh, it's uh, uh, Andy is is one of them. He's he's I guess he's the 
he's the senior pastor, the main pastor that preaches the message and, and uh, sweeps the floor. You know him. Uh, then there's uh, Robin, who is the worship pastor, and he uh, leads worship and, and uh, um, rolls out the carpet and sets up the chairs. You get what I'm saying, right? Uh, we have multiple roles. Um, we own our own assets. And so um, we're in a, a, a school location, as you know, and we rent that. But everything that the church has, we own. We have no debt and uh, we have operated over the years debt-free. So we don't, uh, we're, we're not really in the business of buying on payments. We pay as we go. That's, that's uh, uh, so the, the leadership of the church, which are called elders, they determine our programs and ministries. They select our own, we select our own missions uh, and agencies to support. And we'll talk about that further on down the line here. But we, we get to choose that as a church family. Now, um, here's the second thing, um, point B, 1B. Um, we seek to follow Christ by identifying um, with his name. So that means we call ourselves Christ followers. Um, we call ourselves Christ followers because the word Christian over the years have changed depending on your background, where you come from. Your definition of a Christian may be different than my definition. Not that one's right or one's wrong. It's just it's just kind of a word out there. It's like the color um, green. You know, like the guy's wearing a green shirt. Well, is he wearing a green shirt? Is he wearing a, a, a lime green shirt? Is he wearing a neon green shirt? Is he wearing a, what, what, what's, what a forest green shirt? It, it's one of those things that says, well, yeah, he's wearing a shirt, but can you describe what that means a little bit? Well, we call ourselves Christ followers or Christians, but we call ourselves Christ followers because when I say to you, I'm a Christ follower, there's not any way to confuse that. What it means is what God says, what Christ says, we say. It's point C. Our sole basis of belief is the Bible, which we expect, at, uh, we ex which we accept as as uh, God-inspired. And the Bible is final authority on all matters that is addressed. The the Christian Church um, have rejected man-made creeds. Uh, as a, we we don't. Uh, we don't make our own rules. 
we have a doctrinal statement um, of what we believe, and uh, but we don't really, you know, we have a hierarchy in that we have elders and we have uh, people who are considered staff, but that's as far as it goes. Um, we use the Bible only as guidance in the matter of doctrine and structure and practice. Everything is based on God's word. We don't make our own rules. Now, here's point D. We believe that everybody is important to God and that the true meaning and happiness in life is found only through a personal relationship with him. So that's where, that, that's kind of like the outline because, uh, like I said earlier, sometimes a personal relationship is, is one of these moving targets for people that it's hard to grasp. And hopefully in this series, we'll talk more about that and we'll ask ourselves some questions about uh, how do I have a deeper relationship? What is it going to take? And over this long series that we have, we're going to address many things. And I hope you get something out of this. And again, I know it's hard because you can't ask me questions right then and there. But it might be a good thing because it'll give you a chance to just take it in. So where did the church come from? Um, our heritage as a church comes from the Restoration Movement. Most denominations have been um, rooted overseas. That is, that they started in Europe and they came to America through um, immigrants who were members of the church, but uh, that's not true with the Christian church. The Christian church was started by people from various denominations who were tired of perpetuating um, divisions that were happening uh, in Europe. And they, they, so they decided to come here, that it came here for the purpose of being Christ following and not church following. Does that make sense? In the early 1800s, uh, witnessed a, a father and son that came to a, came to our America called his name was Thomas and Alexander Campbell. Now this is going to be a little history, so hang on with me, okay? Who determined that God was calling them to move away from all creeds, all traditions that had sprung up in the church, and restore the church that they read about in the book of Acts. And so they left those things behind and they began to come and develop this type of church that was Bible-centered. Uh, because of their beliefs, they lost their license to preach in the Presbyterian churches. Then they joined the Baptist Association, which later on ran them out because they weren't looking to pick up 
the man-made traditions that were involved in some of the other um, religious groups out there. Now, I want you to hear this, that today, tonight we are not, uh, we're not bashing uh, other religions. We're just trying to paint a picture that a non-denominational, independent, Christ-following church like Prescott Valley Bible Church has people who have come from all different backgrounds, from all different belief systems. And even in yourself, as you're hearing this, you probably can point back to a, a, a religious organization that you might have been a part of. Maybe you were a Baptist, maybe you were a Catholic, Maybe you were a Lutheran or a Presbyterian. Maybe you were Pentecostal. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Maybe you were something like that. And so now when you look at the Christian church or the church like a non-denominational church, it's people who have come together from various backgrounds and different belief systems wanting to say, I want to leave those things. And I want to just study what God says in his word. And let's be that church. Makes sense, right? So, so that's where the early church comes from. People who came from various backgrounds who said, let's become a non-denominational Christian church that follows the teachings of Christ. Well, as a result of that, um, the scripture becomes the rule of authority. We believe that the church should be unified around the authority of scripture. And that what we believe or what we teach is all around the authority that comes from God, that it's his teaching. Uh, God left his church on earth to lead all people to him. So that means uh, in God's kingdom, in Prescott Valley Bible Church, who follow God's teaching, there are no second class citizens. There's nobody who um, is on the outside. I, I guess if there's anybody on the outside, it's those who are non Christians uh, because they are absent of God. Right? They're, they're not, they don't have the gift of salvation, which we're going to talk about soon. Uh, but beyond that, um, we don't look down at anybody. Uh, you'll notice on, on a Sunday morning that um, without wanting to be, uh, I can be a little cutting in some of the things that I say. And you have to know that um, the reason why sometimes it appears cutting is because it's God's truth. And God's truth can be cutting sometimes, especially if I am doing something that God is saying don't do. It's never meant for the purpose of driving people away. It's for the purpose of bringing people back to him. It's not a comfortable position to be in. 
because uh, you have to believe this, that I, I have no joy in making people upset. It doesn't make me happy. Uh, and I wish I could say everything is little babies and puppy dogs, but um, I would rather people be uncomfortable and know the truth than to be comfortable and live a lie. I hope that makes sense. That's from the heart. So um, what do we know about the Protestant Reformation? Because that's what it's called, right? Well, where we're from, the Protestant. Uh, so we're going to talk now about <clears throat> what does it mean um, to be a Christian? How do I accept Christ as my Lord and Savior? And so what does it mean to be a Christian? Um, most people live their entire lives without ever knowing why Jesus should be part of their lives. We just know it because we grow up hearing that. So to understand, we need to go back to the beginning for a minute. Go back to creation. Uh, here's part, point one about this. God created. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in, the, in our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over livestock, over all the earth, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. That's written to us in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. So in the beginning, God and man were like this, uh, like this. You know what I'm saying? They were intertwined. They were together. They walked in unity. They were in harmony with one another. And then something happened. It, can, it comes to us about the second page of the book. So man was good for about one page. And then something happens. It's the second point. Man rebelled. Man rebelled. Man chose to walk out of a relationship with God. It comes to us in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Like I said, it's about the second page of the book. Second, third in some of your books, I don't know. But somewhere right in there. Uh, here's what it says. When the, woman saw, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for, good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Genesis 3, 6. Now they were told in the beginning, before this, you can have anything you want, have everything. But you see that, fruit, that tree there, don't eat the fruit. Don't eat the fruit. And 
Satan enters the scene as a serpent. And he talks to the woman. Now the woman, we know uh, in the beginning part that she came from a rib uh, of Adam and was created by the rib of Adam. And uh, some men would say they've women have been pains in the side ever since. Uh, I don't say that, but you know what I'm saying, right? That's that's a <clears throat> that's a side note. That's not a biblical truth. Uh, anyway, so man rebelled against God, and rebellion demands punishment. We see that coming to us in Genesis three, twenty three and 24. So the Lord God banished him, Adam, from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on, on, on the east side of the garden cherubim, angels, and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So the, you can see what's happening here. Uh, so uh, the consequences don't even compare to the biggest consequences of all, death. That death is twofold. There's a physical death and a spiritual death. And the spiritual death is finding ourselves in a place where at the physical death, we are find ourselves going to one of two places, a place that has a God, a place in heaven with God, or a place absent from God for eternity. But this thing that happened with Adam and Eve separated, created a divide between God and man. Man is now separated from God at this point. And sin has come in on the scene. Because of that sin, you and I are born sinful in that sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. So the dilemma is this. It puts us in a bad place because of what happened. It separates us from God. And people are very uncomfortable with this because you're saying something that happened thousands and thousands, I mean, thousands of years ago affected me today. How about that? I guess the question becomes, do the things that, you do affect other people. 
do they affect generations to come in your family? You better believe it because you don't represent yourself. If you're a Christ follower today, you represent God and how people see God through how you act. But here's the good news. God is love. He's just. And it is not his will for us to be separated. See, the, 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 the wrath of God will be revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of man um, who suppress the truth and walk in wickedness. That's, that, that comes to us in Romans 1.18. So as we, believe it or not, close our time this morning, or tonight, I should say, as we close our time together, in just the introduction to this series, excuse me, um, here's what we know. Jesus is the answer. John 3, 16, uh, say it with me. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's John 3.16. You didn't know you knew that, did you? I mean, some of us know it, but they don't know it's John 3.16. Um, so now righteousness is available to all people through Christ, from God. And apart from that, apart from Jesus, we are still in the punishment of our sins. We are still in our wickedness. And through Christ, we can walk in the righteousness that comes from him. Well, I'm gonna stop there because I can keep going, but I don't want you to turn the computer off or turn off this, this lesson. So let's stop there. Next week, I want us to talk deeper into Jesus paying our debt. That's where we're going to start. And so I hope you got something out of this first part tonight that, like I said, is more of an introduction to where we're going than anything. But it'll tell you a little bit about who we are, what we, you know, what, how we're structured and those things. And so if you didn't get that, go back and listen to this again, and you can fast forward through the parts you don't like, okay? Well, I, I hope everyone is well. I'm excited that the virus shots are out, the, the coronavirus uh, vaccine is out. Shirley's had both of her shots, and so, uh, she's through it. I've had one of them with another one coming at the end of the month. So I'm through that. We're hearing reports when you do watch the news, I don't suggest you do it too often, that the, uh, the rate is coming way down. People are uh, calling me up, starting to talk about coming back to church, that they're coming back really soon now that they're 
getting their vaccines and they feel comfortable yet. Uh, for you people, I just pray, I pray for you that you don't allow the absence for such a long period of time uh, to cause you to get out of the habit of coming to be a part of the church family in person. You'll always be a part of the family watching from home and wherever it is in this country that you're watching from. Um, but those who are part of the local body, um, there becomes a point in time when you have to say, I'm ready to go back and take my place as part of the local body in the church. And I pray that you do that as soon as you feel comfortable to. Well, let's pray. Well, dear Lord, as we leave this time together, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, that we can walk together and be a part of your family as brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, may we never take that lightly. May we always consider uh, the relationship we have with you and with each other. Thank you now for being in our lives, in our church family. Guide and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Thanks for being with us tonight. See you Sunday. Have a great week.